Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. My name is Carrington Harrison. Very excited to be here with you. As we are officially one week away from Christmas, hopefully you took my advice last week and you went out and did your Christmas shopping. Because you know this week you're not going to be able to get that Tickle Me Elmo for your little one, that Hatchimal. That mini Nintendo, you know, the hot Christmas item for the year. All the responsible parents, they did that last week. They knocked that out. Now this week, you're going to Target, you're going to Walmart, you're trying to find that last minute gift, and it's not there. You had time. The Chiefs got done at 3 o'clock. You had nothing but free time to get your Christmas shopping done. Now you're scrambling. You don't want to be in that position. Go get your Christmas shopping done. We are a week away from Christmas. My name is Karen Harrison. Very happy to be here. Rob is here as well, taking you up until six o'clock. Rob, how many days this week are you here? I don't know your schedule, which doesn't make any sense because we have a calendar with both of our schedules on there, but I don't know what days you're here this week. I'm here today and tomorrow. End of week. You're just going to leave me hanging? I mean, you got a big one. You got the Raiders to talk about. You don't need me for Raider week. Is that what Blitzen would have done? Is that what Dasher <laughs> would have done? No, Dasher wouldn't have run out a couple of days before Christmas. You're just going to leave me here. I am only taking one day off in December. I will be in Dallas, Texas, the uh, 29th. I will be going to the Cotton Bowl. That's the only day that I have off. I'm here with you guys every single day in December because I care about you. This is not vacation time. It's football time, and I'm very excited to be here. Let me give you guys a quick itinerary of what we have planned for the show today. And then we will talk about yesterday's win against the New England Patriots. The Chiefs have today off. You remember, this was supposed to be a Monday night game, so the Chiefs were preparing for Monday night. So the Chiefs have off today. So that means Patrick Mahomes will not be on the show tomorrow. But have talked to Patrick. Patrick will be on the show tomorrow. So if you were anticipating having Patrick on the show today, he will not be on the show today. But I guarantee you that Patrick Mahomes will be on the show tomorrow. We'll catch up with him and talk about the win against the New England Patriots. I'll talk a little Christmas with the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. We got Mitch Holtis at his usual time coming up at 4 o'clock today. We got a lot to get into over the course of the next four hours. All right, Rob, take it away. Pizza time on the drive. Carrington, dial me up right now. Caller number six wins a pizza. 913-586-7610 from our friends over at Pizza Tasio. Pizza Tasio is Kansas City's best New York style pizza, and they've taken over the town. They got a new location in Waldo that's open for business. They also got spots in OP, Lee Summit, Midtown, North KC, St. Joe, and Lawrence. So Carrington, while you're looking for a whole pie or maybe it's in the mood for a few slices, be sure to visit them now at pizzatasio.com. That's pizza, T-A. S-C-I-O dot com. 
I need you guys to do me a couple of favors. Number one, I need you listening to The Drive each day at 2 o'clock. Number two, I also need you to tell one friend. You don't got to tell two friends, but if you want some of the best pizza in Kansas City with my friends at Pizza Tasio, then there's one place to get it for the price of on the house, and that's right here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. All right, you know what? I think you guys are expecting me to start talking about Kadarius Tony. Or start talking about Sky Moore. That's not where I want to start. We are a week away from Christmas. I don't feel that in my spirit as a way to start the show today. Now, don't get me wrong. We will certainly talk about both of those individuals. But that's not the way I want to start the show today. This is how I want to start the show. We've been watching enough Patriots football to know that the Patriots were going to take one thing away from the Chiefs offensively. The Chiefs have two proven offensive weapons. They have Travis Kelsey and they have Rasheed Rice. We both knew that they were going to take one of those two individuals away. Well, we know that they did not take Rasheed Rice away. Nine catches for 91 yards and one touchdown. Rasheed Rice has been one of the hottest wide receivers in the National Football League. I got some stats on him. The Chiefs have finally heard our pleas and how they are using Rasheed Rice. So they did not stop Rasheed Rice. Phenomenal day. Caught every ball that was thrown his way, had almost 100 yards receiving, had one touchdown. Rasheed Rice was the best player on the field, aside from the Chiefs quarterback yesterday. The Patriots did a really good job against Travis Kelsey. Five catches, 28 yards on seven targets. It was a very ho-hum day for the future Hall of Famer. But you know what? The Chiefs needed one person to step up. We knew that the Patriots offensively, they weren't going to do much. I mean, they really scored 10 points. That touchdown at the end, whatever. They scored 10 points offensively. It became very clear while watching that game that the Patriots, they were done scoring offensively, and they were only going to score through Chiefs' mistakes like the Kadarius Tony tip ball interception. He, he has actually helped the other team score more touchdowns, and he has helped the Chiefs score touchdowns this season. But again, we're starting the show with a little different energy. You know who that person to step up for the Chiefs was? It was Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I know, I'm just as surprised as you guys were. Clyde Edwards-Alaire had 17 touches for 101 yards and scored a touchdown. This was the running back that they drafted coming out of LSU. He did a little bit of everything. He ran the ball. He caught the ball. Four catches for 64 yards and a touchdown. What has happened with Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Clyde Edwards-Alaire is playing like a man who knows how important this season is for him. This is one of those contract years, contract year undefeated, and you have been a disappointing first-round running back who has been often injured. There's not really a market for you in the offseason in free agency. You're going to have to go out there and ball out and prove your worth if you want to get a decent second contract in the league or if you want to continue to be in the league. I think Clyde Everett-Hilaire and Jarek McKinnon have made the most out of these opportunities since Isaiah Pacheco has gone down. So Andy Reid met with the media earlier today. Andy Reid said that Isaiah Pacheco is coming back. But Clyde has played in a way, and Jerick McKinnon, who has helped you in the passing game, if this offense is going to continue to turn the corner and build upon what they just did 
on Sunday against a capable, good defense with the New England Patriots, there has to be some new wrinkles. Getting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire involved in the run or in the pass game was one of those wrinkles. Jarek McKinnon, you know he always turns it on the second half of the season. He had another receiving touchdown. All he does is catch touchdowns. You knew that this offense was going to need somebody to step up if the Patriots were able to take Rasheed Rice or Travis Kelsey out of the game. The Patriots did one of those two things. But if you're going to get 100 yards from Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you're just not beating the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs win this game 27-17. I was thinking this yesterday as I was watching the Patriots. It's not like this was some great observation that I have. Man, the Patriots stink. Like, that is not a good football team. Now, I'm not telling you something that you don't know about the New England Patriots, but it's crazy to see how bad that they are now when for 20 years they were the gold standard in the National Football League. If you are my age or a little bit older than me, if you're under 40 years old, the Patriots have been the team of our lifetime. They have been the team. Like, you're not really old enough to really remember how good the Cowboys were. You remember how good the greatest show on turf was, but that was really a three, four-year kind of flash, and then it was over. And then as it ended, it became the era of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and they were the gold standard. The Patriots won double-digit games every year from 2003 up until 2019. Every single year, you could pencil them in to win their division, win double-digit games, and they were always in Super Bowl contention. They have three wins. They have a negative 113-point differential. Like, we have gone from seeing the Patriots be the absolute best team in the league and the absolute gold standard in the National Football League to currently, they're the worst team in the AFC. The Patriots are the worst team in the AFC. It's not even that close. The closest differential is the Jets, and they're minus 86. They're minus 113. I mean, the teams that are worse than New England are some bad football teams if you are going by point differential. We have just seen the full cycle of New England. They have went from the penthouse to the outhouse. That might be the second worst team in the league behind the Carolina Panthers. And Carolina is equally as bad, if not worse, than this New England Patriots team. I just wanted to start today with a little bit different. You know what? Coming up on the other side, let's talk about the wide receivers. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about them a little bit differently, Rob, because I actually give the Chiefs a lot of credit. The Chiefs are, I think they're starting to listen. And I also think that the Chiefs, they have to be seeing what we have been saying on this show for months. I don't want to pat myself too hard on the back, but some of the stuff that I've been saying about the wide receiver room, every single week I see it play itself out on the field, and I start to wonder, what's that? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. Continuing to incorporate Sky Moore in your offense is insanity. Continuing to believe that Kadarius Toney is going to turn some magical corner that he hasn't in almost three full NFL seasons is insanity. I wonder if yesterday could possibly be a good thing for the Kansas City Chiefs and we can just start anew. We'll talk about it. Keep it right here. It's the drive. 
This is The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Chocolate Cake needs a good run game, good offensive line, needs elite weapons. I think that Chocolate Cake is a system quarterback. Brought to you by the Deep Esqually Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this. If you missed any of the show, catch up on the Odyssey app or at 610sports.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. a closer look at the snap counts for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I promise you, this is going to be a fun exercise. This is why they can say whatever they want to say. Who they put in the game really tells us how they feel. So I think that looking through the snap counts is a really important exercise, especially at wide receiver. I don't really have a question about any other position on the field for this team other than the one. This is where I'm going to give the Chiefs a lot of credit. Now, I don't know how much credit I'm supposed to give them. This is like giving you credit for like putting your seatbelt on and obeying the traffic laws. That's what you're supposed to do. Guess what? Outside of Patrick Mahomes in the offensive line, guess what offensive player played the most for the Chiefs on Sunday? Rob, you want to take a guess? Because obviously, the offensive line all played 100% of the snaps, and Patrick Mahomes played 100% of the snaps. You want to know who played on 60 of the 65 offensive snaps? Good for 92%. Take a guess. Travis Kelsey? No. It was Rasheed Rice at 92%. You know what the Chiefs did? I know this is going to really blow your mind. They played their most important players on offense the most. I know. It's, I know. It's crazy to me, too. It doesn't make sense to me either. It blows my mind. But they did it Finally. It's taken them all season to finally get to this point, but they've done it, Rob. 
They played their most important and most explosive offensive player more than all the other offensive players. Good job, Andy Reid. Good job, Matt Nagy. Connor Embry, I'll give you credit for this too. I mean, the usage the last couple of weeks, it has done nothing but go up, up, and up. Before the last two weeks, the highest percentage of snaps that Rasheed Rice had played in was 68%. Rob, he got 84% against Buffalo, and then they decided that's not enough. That's not nearly enough. He was at 92%. Good job, Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Travis Kelsey was second at 77%. Now, I know you guys don't like when I say this. It might not be the best to give your 34-year-old tight end 77, 80% of the snaps. But you know what? That's another issue for another day. We could come back to that. Now, this is how the rest of the wide receiver room broke down. Justin Watson played on 44 snaps, so that was good for 68%. And then you saw the dip. There is a substantial difference in how they feel about Rasheed Rice and Justin Watson and everybody else. That's how it should be. That's based on what you and I are seeing. That's based on the productivity of these guys. If I asked you to rank who have been the best wide receivers on the team, Rasheed Rice is number one. He played more than everybody else. Justin Watson, I would say this season has been number two. He played more than all the other wide receivers. And then there was a gap. Let's get to Kadarius, Tony. It is never going to happen for Kadarius, Tony. I know. It looks good. It really does. I understand it. I get exactly why you guys feel the way that you feel about Kadarius Tony. He gets up there. He's moving all fast, and he'll do a little juke move and a little pop, and he gave you a great moment in the Super Bowl. Like, I get why you guys feel the way about Kadarius Tony that you do. But if we just had to sit here and we just had to make a list, like if we played the Jeopardy, final Jeopardy music, and then I gave you, think of all the positives this season from Kadarius Tony. I'm going to give you however long it takes that music to play. All right. And then we're going to play the same music again, and now we're going to say, give us the negatives from Kadarius Tony this year. The juice ain't been worth the squeeze. Rasheed Rice is not a perfect player by any means. Fumbles, penalties, mistakes. He's a young guy. You can live with it. But the positives far outweigh the negatives that you get from the player. That's why the team continues to trust him. That's why the team is giving him more and more opportunities. That's smart. Kadarius Tony was on 40% of the snaps. And Rob, in just 40% of the game, he managed to, he didn't get cursed out by Patrick Mahomes. But he definitely was very unhappy with Kadarius Tony, and it was very obvious to anybody that was looking. Then after Kadarius Tony, MVS, MVS. I mean, he's now their fourth wide receiver, and they're phasing him out. Good. I can't do it anymore. I don't want to do it anymore with MVS. It's a waste of my time and yours and theirs. No one is benefiting from the arranged marriage with MVS. We're almost at the end. I'm telling you folks, we are almost there. It's not going to be too much longer. Now, maybe, hopefully, you know, we got like six, seven more weeks of MVS because that means they made a run in the postseason. But after that, it's over. It is done. Please get him away from us. And then Sky Moore. 
You know what I said earlier about Kadarius Tony? I let's just apply that same thing to Scott Moore. I don't even have a stat for you today. I might have one later in the week. I don't have one for you today. Scott Moore is hashtag not good. I know it and you know it. We don't have to argue it. We really don't. Rob, I I'm at, I'm at this point. Somebody has to go between Kadarius Tony and Scott Moore. They can pick which one. I don't care at this point. It's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. If you're telling me that you think Kadarius Tony is the one that should be exiled to the land of misfit toys, fine. If you're telling me you think it's Sky Moore, okay. Like, I'm not going to argue with you about who's not as bad as the other one. That doesn't seem like a good use of our time. If you think that it's Tony, cool. If you think it's Sky Moore, cool. Richie James should get one of their opportunities. I would love to see what Richie James could get. He was on two snaps and played three percent of the offensive snaps. Why are we not giving those to Kadarius Tony? I don't have to give you guys the numbers. Stop telling me that Kadarius Tony is explosive. Please stop it. They threw it to him four times. He had six yards and helped with an interception. Stop it. He is not explosive in any way. Certainly not for the Chiefs. He's been really explosive for the Patriots. He's been really explosive for Buffalo. He's been really explosive for the Lions. He has not made one explosive play this year for the Chiefs. Please, let's stop this. Pick one. I don't care. I really don't. I don't care if you got to play rock, paper, scissors. I don't care if you got to cut the straw on whoever gets the short. I, I, I honestly, at this point, I don't care. I just would like for them, one of them has to go. We can't keep doing this every week. Kadarius Toney. If you let him, he will cost you a playoff game. He's shown us that. He's shown us that. He will play hot potato or volleyball, and he will volleyball it right to a player on the Cleveland Browns. That's not a chance I'm willing to take anymore. I don't even know what Sky Moore's role is on this team. Rob, what's his role? What is Sky Moore on this team? Is he your third down guy? Is he, is he your big play guy? Is he your gadget play? What is Sky Moore's role and purpose on this team? I don't know what it is. Pick one of them. One of them. You're, you're done. Richie James, step right in, and let's see what we got. I mean, I would like to scale back MVS, but they're not going to do that. He can help you in run blocking, and occasionally they'll throw him a long pass that he may and probably will not catch. But at this moment, I don't know what more you need to see from Kadarius, Tony, and Sky Moore. I don't even think that both of them should be back. I don't care what contract situation they're in. You can't bring both of them back next year. Somebody's got to go. Richie James has to start getting those opportunities. That's my fix. Carrington, I I like the idea, but you can't have it both ways because you're telling me you want to cut Kadarius, Tony, or Sky Moore snaps, and that's fine, but you're also telling me we need less MVS. There are not enough bodies in the Chiefs wide receiver room that are NFL quality to be trimming one down and it's next man up mentality. There's not a next man unless you're giving more to MVS. Okay, but I'm asking how how many wide receivers do the Chiefs need? I I just, I I gave you. Evidently a dozen because what they have is not good enough. I gave you four of them. You've got a couple of running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield. And I still don't know why Noah Gray, I don't know why Noah Gray is locked into, you can only throw it to him two times. I don't, I, it doesn't make sense to me. 
What has Noah Gray done? Why doesn't he get the opportunity to get more than two passes a game? Because I maybe I'm crazy in thinking this. If they threw it to Noah Gray four or five times, I'm crazy enough to think that it could possibly work. It's like they're afraid that it'll work. They threw it to him two times. He had 37 yards. It would take MVS four games to get to 37 yards. I don't know why they're afraid to throw it to Sky or to Noah Gray. He had their second biggest pass play yesterday behind Clyde Everett Hilaire's big screen. I don't know why they're so afraid. Please, let's stop doing this with Sky Moore. I've been saying this for Sky Moore, and at first, I was the negative one. I was the hater, and eventually, I, you guys are seeing what I see. He's not good. He had another game, zero catches, zero yards. Why are we doing this? Every week, we're doing this. This isn't helping. It's not helping. He played in 25% of the game and made no impact on the game. And the one impact he was going to make, he fumbled the ball, and he got bailed out by a penalty. I would also say you can't have it both ways. When you told me all last week and the week before last, the Chiefs need to tighten up their rotation like a college basketball team in March. I've been saying that the whole time. And now a week later, you're going to shake it up like a snow globe and restart. You either have to stick with who's out there and hope they figure it out or shake it up. You can't say wanna... stick it out and then shake it no, up at the I, same time. No, I, I'm saying is I, I've been telling you to pick. I've been telling you to pick the four. I, I, I think we know who the four are. At least five. I think we know the five. Rasheed Rice, Justin Watson, Kadarius Toney, or Sky Moore. I don't care which one you pick. I really don't. They're the same to me. I guess Kadarius Toney is a little bit better, but it's not like it's it's not it's not by much. <laughs> it's not by much. I mean, Sky Moore is bad. Kadarius Toney is bad. I'm not really sure that either one of them can catch, and neither one of them really help you. I mean, Sky Moore has five yards receiving in his last three games. Five. What are we doing here? Stop it. Why? You're, we're, we're, just, we're wasting time. So I, I will change then. I've been saying four. Let's get to five. Rasheed Rice, Justin Watson, you pick between Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore, MVS, and Richie James, and that's it. The rest of you, I'm sorry. It, it's been fun. You got Noah Gray, you get Isaiah Pacheco back, you throw it every once in a while to Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Everett-Hilaire. You've got your six or seven guys that we think are trustworthy, and let's roll with them. Because I, I, can't, I can't keep – Kadarius Toney has not played well enough to keep getting targets. He hasn't. Sky Moore has not played well enough where I can come on here and argue that they should get Sky Moore more involved in the offense. He's bad. I just, there's no other way to put it. He has 43 yards since Thanksgiving. It's Christmas time. It's over. It's done. He's cooked. Let's stop it. Let's stop wasting my time. Let's stop wasting your time. Let's stop wasting their time. Please, please remove him from the, exit me from the chat. Please remove me from this group chat. I don't want to be a part of it anymore. Please stop. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Buffalo is actually really good. I mean, I wasn't believing it for a while either. But I'm looking at Buffalo, and we looked at this schedule down the stretch, and we all thought, man, it's going to be tough. They should have won on the road against Philadelphia, but that's certainly no bad loss. They went on the road and beat Kansas City, and let me tell you that they gave Dallas 
uh, beat down yesterday. An absolute shellacking yesterday. So you've got through the difficult part of your schedule, and you got through it two and one. You now have on the road against the Chargers and something called an Easton stick. You have a home game against the New England Patriots and Bailey Zappi. Unless Josh Allen turns the ball over four times, which is always a possibility, New England is not scoring more than 13 points in that game. Like, not on their own. Like, they need help. They need a handicap. They need a assist. They are not generating more than 13 points of offense. Not that team. Not the one that I watched play the Chiefs yesterday. That offense is, they stink. They don't have enough, they just don't have enough weapons. And then you got Miami the last game of the year. Buffalo's eight and six right now. I think you can pencil them in for getting these next two against the Chargers and New England. That puts them at a four-game winning streak at the end of the season on the road against Miami where you're either in the playoffs or you need that one. Who knows what that game could potentially mean for Miami. It might mean nothing. Miami might be locked into the two seed, and they can't help or hurt themselves depending on how things kind of end for them. I mean, sometimes it's not the best team that wins. It's that team that starts to play its best football at the end of the season. It is hard to argue other than that. For the Buffalo Bills, a dominant performance at home against the Dallas Cowboys, a road win in Kansas City. They have got through the hard part of their schedule and it lightens up here. Buffalo, they are currently playing like one of the five best teams in the league. I know that's not what their record is. I don't care what their record is at this point. I don't think there's that many good teams in the league. And Buffalo, at least right now, they look like they're one of the better teams in the league. I think you have to put them in the top five right now. I know NFL teams don't think this way. So grain of salt, but with the way Buffalo is playing, they have a chance to push up to the six seed or maybe they eke into the playoffs, to the seven seed. If you're the Kansas city chiefs and it's week 18 and you're gearing up to face three, two, one Cancun out in LA, do you possibly rest starters or take, take an L to avoid having to play the bills? Because if you end up the two seed and your first round game is the bills, I don't know. That's a better situation than being the three seed, the way that Buffalo team is playing. And you made this analogy the week of the Buffalo game. So kudos to you. They're that eight seed in the NCAA tournament. You want no part of in the NFL. You can kind of massage your, your seed line for per se. If you're the chiefs and you're heading into week 18, and I know we're looking ahead here and you see potential matchup bills. Do you think to yourself, let's ice the guys down and get an L or the opposite. Let's push as hard as we can to avoid that team because that team is peaking at the right time. They came into your house and beat you. There's a history of them in your house, beating you albeit regular season. And they are playing, like you said, the best football in the league. Let's look ahead. If you're the Chiefs, do you try to avoid a potential matchup with that team and hope someone else does the dirty work? I don't know if the Chiefs are good enough or playing consistent enough to be worried about what other teams are doing. I would just focus on ourselves. This ain't the 2022 Chiefs or the 2021 Chiefs that we knew could just wake up out of bed and just, eh, you know, I don't really feel like playing hard today. You know, we're just going to take these first three quarters off and then Mahomes will do some cool stuff at the end of the game. And I'm past that the Chiefs being able to manipulate the situation. They're not good enough to be able to manipulate the situation. Not this team. Buffalo is the perfect 2023 NFL team. Buffalo has shown you that they can beat just about anybody. 
mean, they went on the road and beat Kansas City. They went on, or they smoked Dallas yesterday, 31 to 10. They also lost to the Jets and the Patriots. Buffalo could make the playoffs and make a Super Bowl run, and it's not like you can be shocked. I don't think you can be shocked if Buffalo makes the Super Bowl. Like, the way they're playing right now, they just get hot down the stretch. They win seven of their last eight games, and they find themselves 11-6 and six as a regular season team, and they're going to the postseason, and nobody wants to play them. Or Buffalo could miss the playoffs. There might not be a more accurate depiction of what the 2023 NFL season is in the Buffalo Bills. Maybe Cleveland. Good team, backup quarterback, not really sure how good Cleveland is, but also dangerous enough that you can talk yourself into them. It's either Buffalo or Cleveland. Like, they're the prototypical team that really embodies everything that this season is. I would want no parts of playing Buffalo, but Buffalo could very easily implode over the next couple of weeks. Like, just, you can see it. You can see it happening. They also just don't have a lot of tiebreakers. So they beat the Chargers. They beat New England. Who knows where we are at the end of the season? They're then 10-6, and and maybe they need to win 11 games for the necessary tiebreakers that they have because the AFC wild card is so competitive, and they ended up being a team that goes 10-7 and and misses the playoffs because of tiebreakers. That is obviously very, very possible for the Buffalo Bills and how this season is shaping up really quick thought on the game as well. It's never going to happen for the Cowboys, huh? The Cowboys are good. Like I know it's like hip and trendy to make fun of the Cowboys. I didn't catch any of the national shows earlier today, but I imagine Stephen A. Smith was getting his laughs off. I imagine that Shannon Sharp, they were getting their jokes off. I mean, this was a typical Cowboys thing to do. You pummel Philadelphia, you now go on the road against Buffalo, and that game was never close. Like, at any point in yesterday's game, was Dallas and Buffalo close? Was that game competitive? Dallas got, they got out everything yesterday. Out everything. Physical, line of scrimmage, this just dominated in every single aspect of the game yesterday against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, Dallas is probably going to win 12 games, maybe 11. They're going to make the playoffs. I mean, they're going to win their first round game. They're going to lose the division. They're going to play the NFC South team. They're going to beat the NFC South team. And they're going to go on the road, and they're going to lose to San Francisco. I mean, this is almost the same identical season as last year. It's exactly what happened to the Cowboys last year. They beat Tampa Bay in the first round. Remember Brady, his last game, they lost to the Cowboys at home, and then they got, then they lost to the Niners the next week. I mean, history just repeats itself with the Cowboys. It is never going to happen for them, is it? Do you know what ended this week? Dak Prescott's MVP dreams. No, oh, it's done. I, I, was, I was selling that dream a little bit last week. I'm not going to lie. With how he looked against the Eagles and the MVP race is watered down, this, that, and the other. I was... I was a little bit selling the Dak MVP dream. I'm not going to lie. I may have fallen into the uh, Skip Bayless camp. I was I was a believer. Dak's playing the best football. I think, I think I even complimented Mike McCarthy last week was so good. But you're right. Same old Cowboys. We know who they're going to lose to. We know when they're going to lose. We know where they're going to lose because the NFC East is basically done if the Eagles beat Drew Locke tonight, and it's not Locktober, so they have a, basically an auto win. So, 
Yeah, we know we know the final destination of the Cowboys. And if you're one of those national TV roundtable type of show viewers, you can go ahead and circle Monday, January 14th. That's the day you should watch Skip Bayless cry and Stephen A. Smith have a heyday. Because that, that's the date. We know. We how know. Many, how many times has he thrown away a Cowboys jersey? Did you see that video yesterday? He, how many Cowboys jerseys does he have? He has thrown away every player on the Cowboys jersey. In the last three years, I saw the one yesterday. It was Micah Parsons. Why does he keep recording this video? Do we think that he's wearing these jerseys and then he just decides? Does he buy a jersey with the anticipation of throwing them away on Instagram and Twitter? Like, I, Why does he continue to create this content every season? Why is he doing this? Because it does people always like make you me watch. laugh, though. You watch it. You watched it. You're one of his. The video's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> like somebody sets the camera and then he dramatically comes from the back and he's like huffing and puffing and then he throws it in the trash and he just walks off. He does this every year. It just makes me laugh. It's funny. I admit it's funny. When's the last time that show, that show made noise? Because after that first day, I, I haven't heard. I don't know anybody that watches Undisputed. I know people that watch First Take. I don't know anybody that watches Undisputed. It's 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 hard out here for Skip Bayless. He might be cooked. He might be done. Skip might be washed. He wasn't washed with Shannon. They had something. You might hate him, but that show mattered when they had Shannon. He definitely mattered when he was at ESPN with uh, Stephen A. Smith. I mean, this is a this is like watching Hakeem Olajuwon play for the Raptors. I don't like this version of Skip Bayless. I need my dog back. I, I, he, he's got to come back. Uh, coming up on the other side, we'll get to something good and something bad for the weekend. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with CDOT. The voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis, joins the show every Monday starting at 4 o'clock. Travis Kelsey's on his own planet. When you look at it empirically, there is no way to compare him to anybody else. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Kansas City, it's George Carlathis, and you're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll talk about the updated MVP race. It looks like Brock Purdy is the favorite, but I think there is one player that is making a strong surge down the stretch. We'll talk about that player coming up in just a bit. If you missed it, the Chiefs are taking the day off today. So Patrick Mahomes will not be on the show today, but he will be on the show tomorrow. I guarantee you 
Patrick Mahomes will be on the show tomorrow. So tomorrow at our usual time, 315, we'll catch up with the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes will be on the show tomorrow instead of today, but we will still have Mitch Holtis. He will be on the show coming up at 4 o'clock in the show. All right, Rob, let's get to something good and something bad from the weekend. With a lot of football comes a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I mean, they're good everywhere. It's time for The Drive to give you something good from the weekend. Brought to you by the Kansas Lottery. my good weekend to two different people i'm splitting my good weekend the first good weekend i'm giving it to joe flacco now joe flacco is 103 years old but you know what joe flacco is not playing that poorly in the absence of i don't even remember who cleveland's starting quarterback is was it deshaun watson was it dorian thomas robinson was it pj walker he is their fourth different quarterback He threw 44 passes yesterday for 374 yards. Sure, he threw three interceptions, but I ain't worried about that. Two touchdowns, almost 400 yards with no run game to speak of. They ran the ball 18 times for 29 yards yesterday. Flacco had to do it all, and they win the game. Cleveland is going to make the postseason with their fourth string quarterback. So I'm giving Joe Flacco my good weekend. I'm also giving it to Jake Browning. Where in the world did Jake Browning come from? He's been incredibly impressive so far as the backup quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. All of us were looking at him and laughing. I remember watching Jake Browning in the postseason or preseason and thinking he was terrible. He ain't been terrible in the regular season, 29 of 42, 324 yards, two touchdowns yesterday. And most importantly, the team believes him and is backing him. Really impressive effort from two backup quarterbacks in the AFC North, Joe Flacco and Jake Browning teams that are firmly in the wild card picture. This is where we currently are with the wild card picture. Cleveland would be the five seed at nine and five. And then there are four teams that are tied at eight and six Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Houston, and Buffalo. So Cincinnati and Indianapolis, they both have the tiebreakers. So it is now a control your own destiny. Cincinnati plays Cleveland again later this year. Indianapolis, they still have some very important games coming up in their playoff picture as well. They play Houston down the stretch. Week 18 is going to be really good because a lot of these teams that are in these conversations for the AFC wildcard, they play each other over the next couple of weeks because they're in the same division. So I'm giving the good weekend to backup quarterbacks also to us because we got a lot of good competitive football coming up here in the final month of the season. I'm confused. You say we go to two people, but you never mentioned Bill Self. Are you just going to skip past the fact that Kansas came back from a major deficit on the road at a power five school and got a massive road victory? When you said you had one from Saturday, I was just I was preparing back here for you to sing the praises of the GOAT. Did you see their social media posted? They said that's GOAT things because he came back and won in Indiana. And when you said two people, I was back here training Nathan. I thought to myself, oh, man, I can't talk about Bill Self because Carrington's going to take the wind right out of my sails. I can't think of a better weekend than the greatest coach in college basketball going into Assembly Hall and getting a massive December victory. By the way, only local school to get a victory this weekend. The best team locally didn't get that done at T-Mobile Center, and K-State let Go Big Red do chance in their building. I'm confused. Where's your Bill Self love? I don't have There is no love. That's fine. He can be my good weekend.
That's how that will work because he beat Indiana after a massive deficit, roared back and had a 20 to run one run led by the best player in the sport. Hunter Dickinson on the road, made all those Hoosier fans go shh, got very quiet in Bob Knight's home gym. I mean, I guess. I mean, it's your good weekend. I can't tell you who to give it to and who not to give it to. You know, I can't. If that's if that's where you think that your good weekend needs to go to Bill's self, then who am I to stop you? You know, I'm not here to. I'm not here to stop you. I mean, congrats. I guess. I mean, not a lot of good has happened to him. He's been down on his luck for a while yeah, now. Sure. Okay. Well. That's it. That's a bad weekend. Something bad. You know what? I'm going to give my bad weekend. I would give it to Missouri, but I'm not going to do that. It is bad coming to that realization that your college basketball team just might not be this good this year. I know some of you are laughing on the text line. K-State fan, I don't know why you're giggling. Your team is equally as bad as Missouri's. They should have a mid-off. Who is the more average college basketball team? Let's just set that up. Instead of you guys playing Wichita State in a couple of weeks at T-Mobile Center, let's just play Missouri. Let's find out who's better because I don't really know who's better between the two. All right, you know who I'm giving my bad weekend to? I'm giving my bad weekend to Russell Wilson and the Never Broncos. Not only did you get smoked 42-17, to not only did that happen, you know what also happened if you were Russell Wilson? You got yelled at by your boss. Why on the sidelines does everybody think that they can just talk to Russell Wilson any old kind of way? Remember last season when that defensive player, I don't even know who he was or if he's still in the league, but you remember that? He came off the sideline and was yelling at Russell. Now the coach is yelling at him. When's the last time that you've seen a coach yell at Patrick Mahomes that wasn't, you didn't even see the enemy. He never yelled at Pat on the sideline. He might yell at Travis Kelsey. He might yell at somebody else. You know not to talk to Patrick Mahomes that way. I got to give it to Russell Wilson, man. You out here getting punked at work. I can't let that happen. I got I to give you the bad weekend. I'm going to give my bad weekend to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I fell victim to it. I thought the Jags would be the one seed in the preseason. We're going to release our preseason rankings. We did with Sean Barber at some point and the season's over and people will point and laugh and mock. I was a believer in the Jags. I thought that was the one seed waiting to happen, but nope. They lost last night to the Ravens. Everything was out in front of them, and they look extra stinky. Couldn't do anything right last night. And now we're in a three-way tie with the Colts and Texans for their own division. The prince who was promised, or whatever on earth Nick's calling him nowadays, is not that guy. Credit to you. You were ahead of the curve. You said we just love Trevor Lawrence because of one game against Bama. I pushed back. I was wrong. You were right. The prince who was promised is, in fact, not the prince we were promised because the Jags are mid. That's a team I don't worry about as a Chiefs fan in the playoffs in the least. I'm not convinced they're going to make the playoffs, and it's their AFC South champ. Who cares? The Jags, they were terrible last night. I was wrong about Trevor Lawrence. I was wrong about Duval County. My apologies. They get my bad weekend. Rob, before we uh, get back to the football things, you know what the number one song in the country is? It's you. Yeah. 
This song has reached number one on the Billboard charts, Rob, for now five consecutive years. 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, and it is currently the most listened to song in the country. You would think, obviously, of course, it's Christmas time. Here's what I want to know. When did this song, when did this, what, when did this happen? This song didn't hit number one, Rob, when it came out in the 90s. Was there a movie that this was in and that all of a sudden this song just got this second lease on life? It doesn't make any sense. I've never seen a song be more popular 20 years later than when it was when it actually came out like this song is. This had to, was this in Pitch Perfect? Was this in one of the high school musicals that I don't know about? When did All I Want for Christmas Is You just become the official Christmas song? I mean, I just think it's upbeat, it's catchy, and it's what the artist most people like. That's that's a winning combination to be number one on the billboards. Just it's so so confusing. It just really doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm just sitting here looking at it. So the song came out in the '90s, Rob. It didn't hit the top ten of the Billboard charts until December of 2017. It was not that popular when it came out. And now it's everybody's favorite Christmas song. I just want to know when this happened with Mariah Carey. Coming up on the other side, the MVP odds are changing. We are less than a month away from the end of the NFL regular season. Brock Purdy is the lead, but you know what? I think we know who the NFL MVP is. I'll tell you. Keep it right here. So drive. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.